Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Wheel Weaves, a Wheel of Time podcast with no spoilers. Hey everyone, I'm your host Danny, and I'm the first time reader going through this series chapter by chapter. As always, there's no spoilers past the chapter we're covering, and that means it's totally safe for first time readers. I'm joined by my co-host Brett, who's a longtime fan, and he's guiding me through this journey. We'd like to acknowledge and thank our executive producers, Brandy Nairn Kirkwood, Chad Welsh, Sean McGuire, Yanis, Ricky Morissette, Albert Lorenzo, and Eddie Costello. And before we get into things today, we just want to thank and welcome Zim Zim to the Wheel Weaves Patreon team. And we want to thank and acknowledge Andrew Taylor for increasing his pledge over at patreon.com slash the Wheel Weaves podcast. Thanks so much for your generosity and your support. We really, really do appreciate it. In this episode, we're talking about chapters 45 and 46 of Lord of Chaos. Yeah, so chapter 45, we have a bitter thought, and chapter 46 is Beyond the Gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we get some stuff that happens. I mean, kind of. I mean, yeah, we <laughs> get some, kidding. We get Just a kidding. reunion. A huge, huge, we huge reunion. We get a parent meeting, family meeting, Whoa. which is awesome, like a reunion and style. awkward. Oh, it's terrible. It's just it's like the awful. worst. The worst thing ever. It's just as bad as anything Perrin and Fael have ever done. It's yeah. It's not worse. So. But it explains, it gives us a lot of backstory, and it explains why she is the way she is. I mean, that's fair. So, you know, there's there's that. That's true. And then we get action. We get stuff. We get some weird action. Yeah, we got to talk about that, too, because I got to hear your thoughts. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, but before we do, I have a great fun fact, because in this episode, we get Demira, the Aes Sedai, thinking about how cats seem to sense something about Aes Sedai, and she's never heard of any story about any sister even being, like, scratched. But for whatever reason, dogs are almost hostile towards Aes Sedai. Oh. So clearly it's like a bit of a play on the whole witches and cats thing that we get just like a little taste of. So I have to do Witch Facts 3.0. Okay. So here we go. We're sure. going to jump into it. Sure. So the question is, why are witches and cats connected? Right? If you think of Halloween, if you think of like black cats being unlucky, yep. and then witches are evil in quotations, like how did that all kind of come about? Sure. So on the first side, I want to talk about the cats. So if you think about cats, back in the day, like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, cats used to be, or thousands of years ago, they used to be revered. Right. But around the 14th century, they started to become linked with the devil. Because if you think about cats, they do a lot of spooky things, like they've got glowing eyes, they're kind of nocturnal, they're unnaturally quiet, you know, and they can fall from really high and they don't get hurt. So there's like some spooky things going on. So what happened was in the 14th century, cats became linked with the devil, so a lot of them were actually killed during the Black Death pandemic. 
which turned out to be a huge mistake because the Black Death was being spread by rats and having cats would have helped cut down the number of rats. Yeah, that was bad. But anyway, so on one hand, we had cats kind of becoming a symbol for the devil. And then on the other hand, we had witches who were people who would do things like healing and medicines and things like that to help people. Connected with nature. Exactly, connected with nature. So the Christian church didn't really like people going to witches to solve their problems. So propaganda started to get spread that their magical powers stemmed from the devil too. So then there was also the connection between witches, you know, living in nature, having pets, which would turn out to be cats sometimes, right? So there was a connection between witches and animal companions. So then they just kind of got lumped together. And by the 16th century in Europe, a lot of people started to believe that witches were evil. And then since they would have like cats as animal companions, the cats were evil too. And it evolved into witches being able to turn into cats to sneak into people's homes to hurt them and do things like that. I see. So just like this really unfortunate connection between cats and witches and... I can't believe you're going to make us do a shot before we've even started the episode. I don't even know what that is a reference to. But anyways, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish this. So, and then, yeah, witnesses would like claim to see witches turn into cats and sneak into people's homes. And then when witches would be tortured to confess to their crimes, they would admit to it because that's what torture does. So then typically cats would get caught up in the same witch trials and be subject to the same fate as their owners. So, yeah, so witches and cats, there is a connection from the past and that's kind of how it all came around. All right, now you tell me what famous witch turns into a cat. Right, um, the British one. Nope. Is she not English? Scottish. Scottish Scottish one. Mm-hmm. McGonagall. You got it. McGonagall. McGonagall. I got it. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the one. There you go. Okay. That was a gimme. That was a little bit of a layup. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold well, on. I'll go, go. I'll go. We're okay. not even prepared. No, Oh, no. my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Maggie Smith, fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> she is English, yeah. but McGonagall is Scottish. Yeah, in the books, McGonagall Scottish, because I knew she had yeah. tartan pajamas. So that was a big deal. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but she turns into a cat. Yes. Yeah, that's... Witches and cats. Witches and cats. Oh, my. Shot glass from our trip in December. Yes. To... We finally get to use it. To Banff. This is our first time using it. Yeah. And so we did. We remembered. Here's the follow-up. When we were recording, when we were there, we're like, ah, we have to remember to get a shot glass. We did. We did it for the first time. Very cool. So. There we go. And it's got a nice little picture of the gondola. Yeah. Going up Sulphur Mountain. That's right. Gorgeous. Yeah. So cheers. Cheers. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) For me, do you drink always? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just take shots by yourself. Hey, you know. Oh, she burns. <clears throat> you okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got to start this chapter here. Let's do it. Oh, you want to know what happened last time? Oh, right. Yep. Sure. I always forget that we do that. Yeah. People want to know. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a little while. No, it hasn't. It's been like three days, maybe. Yeah, because Tyler was just here. Or it's been zero minutes and you've just went on to the next episode. Ooh. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah. Or it's been like two months and... Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, last time... The Aes Sedai and Camelin had their meeting with Rand, and we weren't invited. Correct. And it went... Okay. Medium for everybody. Yeah, super medium. Now, then we skip to Matt, getting told that he basically has no choice but to go to Ebudar, 
And then they just like leave. Yeah. Made a, gate, made a gateway and they're gone. They're gone. They're on their way. And it's going to take longer than they expected. Right. Because Egwene has a plan. Yeah, longer than Matt expected. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Egwene has a plan that I'm still not really Yeah. No sure one's of. really sure. Like we know that there is a plan. We don't know exactly what that plan entails. Okay. But All it's right. a good plan. Okay. It's a great plan. Now, this is funny that we got our parent perspective a minute after Tyler yeah, left. It's so really that good. makes me laugh. But chapter 45 is a bitter thought. Yep. And the chapter symbol is a wolf. Yeah, here we go. What's We're... the bitter thought? Who's having a bitter thought? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. Bashir? Maybe. About Perrin? Maybe. I didn't actually really look for exactly no, what me the... neither. There's like a lot of bitter thoughts. This always happens. It could even be Vilner because like he's the one who's got to... Oh, that's true. Okay, let's talk about this guy because I was very confused. Oh, I know. And I knew when you were reading this, you were probably <laughs> like, oh my God, am I supposed to know who this guy is? Yeah. No. No. This is a guy who's here. Saldane guard. Yep. Wandering around the streets of Camelin. Well, he's leading a patrol. Wandering around. Yeah. <laughs> zoning out. Patrol is boring. Yeah. And nobody's really causing any trouble because there's Saldane guards and Aiel everywhere. Plus, yeah. it's the Dragon Reborn. Who's well, it's also charge, hilarious so. because typically criminals are now turning themselves into the Saldanes so that they don't get caught by the Aiel. Ooh. Because it's like so much worse, which makes total sense. Mm. So, yeah. I wonder yeah. if they're picking up a little uh, Giotto, turning themselves in for their crimes. Well, I think it's more like they don't want to get like beaten because we know yeah, the Aiel too. just... But I mean, whatever your you know, motivation... You're turning yourself in. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. You know, it's such a fun little cinematic shot, too, because we get this perspective of this guy we've never met before. Yeah. And he's, like, just... We, he has an entire backstory. Yeah. And the, like, page and a half that he's here. Yeah. It was actually quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to marry some girl. The maidens wanted to play Maiden's Kiss, which sounds harmless, he Yeah, thinks, but he's like, mm, they're, like, making eyes at each other when they're saying this. You so don't like, quite trust them. Don't trust them. Don't do it, man. Yeah. He also thinks about how he really wants to see an Aes Sedai, but he's super nervous. But also, he probably totally has already seen one. Oh, yeah. He doesn't think that he's seen one. Yeah. Because he, he likes... doesn't quite know what they look like. Yeah, but he specifically, at one point, he, he's like, oh, I saw a woman, and I couldn't tell how old she was, but that's not enough. Yeah. But it's like, that's the that's description we usually get is like, oh, I can't tell how old she is. Yeah. So he probably has. Yeah. Oh, especially considering he literally like went to the inn yeah. where all the Aes Sedai are staying and yeah. there was women coming in and out of it. He's probably saw a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Now, when this guy and his patrol make it to the White Bridge Gate, he sees Perrin on a horse riding up completely by himself. Like he wanted. Exactly. Good for Perrin. You were right. That is just Perrin coming in to see Rand. That's it. That's the only one here. Yep. That's, you got it. He Nailed did it. it. Nailed it. It's really funny because yeah. this procession. <laughs> so it turns out it's not just like, oh, Perrin or no Perrin and the Aiel and Fael. <laughs> no. It is hundreds. Everyone. There Everyone. are literally hundreds of the Two Rivers Perrin, men. you're so bad at getting what you want. It's fi It's what Fael wants. It's what she wants. Oh my god. He's so bad at getting what he okay, wants. So we I thought got... for sure the Aiel. I thought for sure Loyal. Yeah. I thought maybe Fael, but I even said Fael would stay back. And like, you know, handle the Two Rivers. Yeah. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. That was 100% not accurate. Completely wrong. Yeah. 
God. Did not nail that one. No. So, okay, so this is the procession. We got literally hundreds of the Two Rivers bowmen. Yeah. Which is really funny that the Saldan, like the guard the longest notes. longest bows he's ever seen. If you remember back when we were in Faldara, we had the Cheyennarns were like making fun of they're Matt. Because like, they're like, oh, you're stupid. Bo- how are you going to shoot that from a horse? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> so, I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got the Aiel. We've got Aram with his sword. We've got a gigantic horse that's totally for loyal. Okay, hold on though. Yeah. I need to say something about Aram right now. Okay. So this patrol guy, I've already forgot his name. Yeah. Vilner. Vilner. Notes that he knows this guy is dressed like a tinker. Yeah. In yellow coat and like red pants or something weird. Yeah. And so are you telling me that Aram... Has not changed his clothes yes. since leaving the Tinkers? He probably has like a, you know, a bag full of clothes. He's holding on to that part of the, his but identity. like, that's surprising. That was like the most surprising thing in this really? for me. Oh my goodness. Is that he's still wearing Tinker clothes. Yeah. When he's clearly removed himself from the Tinker, tinker society. society, but he still wants to stand out. Well, here, here's the thing. He didn't so much remove himself from the Tinker Society as he was removed from it. Yeah. If you remember, he still wanted to talk with his grandparents. Yeah, he did. He still wanted to talk with and them. And they said, And they're like, yeah, get the hell out of here. Yeah. So he is still trying to hold some part of his identity to the Tinkers. Mm. That wasn't... It was very surprising to me. He just wanted to defend his family. That's what he wanted. He wanted to defend himself and his family. Yeah. He's not abandoning everything that is Tinker. Yeah, okay. So... Uh, I think that in my world if i was abandoning everything that i knew and loved but he's not yeah but i would be salty about it yeah you would be i'd be salty and there's no way i would be wearing a bright yellow coat so that people think i'm still a tinker you are more like naive less like aram (laughs) that's fair so yeah (laughs) well you know she might be salty too i don't know okay doesn't matter we also have the giant horse but Loyal is not here. Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, ooh, where's Loyal? Yeah, but there's like a little note there. So, yeah. yeah. And then the funniest part is that he sees, well, he sees Perrin. He's like, oh, that, that guy's the leader, yeah. right? And then he sees Fael and he's like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> what is she doing here? Oh, yeah. Also, they have a white banner with a red wolf's head. Yeah. And there are three Aiel with that. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Literally everyone Everybody's came along. Here. So. And uh, yeah, the guard guy is like, oh no, her mom and dad are here and they're going to be mad. And he's like, I don't want to be the one to have to bring her to them. And he's going to be. Uh, poor guy. Yeah. So that's the end of his perspective. Yeah. And now we're in a parent perspective. Yeah. For the first time since book four. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Here we go. Here we are. Parent has made his way to Camelin. He is riding into Camelin and he stops his little procession. Not little procession. It's a big one. Well, you know. Because the Saldeans are cutting him off and they all have their like hands on their sword hilts. Like, I don't want any trouble here. Yeah. Well, it's like a weird tension too because Vilner recognizes Fael. But the question is like, why is Fael, the daughter of Lord Bashir here, like, what is happening? Yeah. Is this, like, a hostage situation? Is this, like, a... Yeah, and then Aram's <laughs> like, let's cut them all down. Yeah, so, okay, hold up, Aram. Yeah, and he goes, there's only <laughs> ten of them, and you and I could cut through them ourselves, which signals to me that Aram has leveled up. Yeah, yes, he is getting good with that sword, and he's getting a little bit 
arrogant? Maybe. And I wonder if they've come across other people they have had to cut down. Yeah, I mean, possible. Like, bandits. Like, that's totally a thing that could have happened. So, yeah. He's like, how does he know that? How is he so confident about that? Yeah. It Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, you know, and they fought a lot of Trollocs. So, like, you know, they're just men. But turns out, Perrin says, no, we're not fighting. Yeah. And the most important thing, I think, in the chapter is starts, it starts here. So Perrin has this cool new ability to that smell is, emotions. He smells emotions. I don't think that's new. It is new at the level that we're getting here. Okay. So this is a ramp up of what we've kind of gotten hints at, but this is like he smells and intentionally like feels out what people are thinking. Yeah, because Fael smells anxious and these guards do not smell of fear. Yes. Okay. So it's just like a note, and we get that a bunch of times in this chapter, and never before have we gotten it to the extent we do no, in his perspective. No, that's true. So it's just like a thing he does now. Okay. He sniffs you. Oh, would you like to know no, my emotions? not even a little bit. Okay. Yeah. We can get into why. No, it's fine. No, like we I can know. see why, yeah, just like not why you specifically. No, I was going to say yeah. me specifically. <laughs> do you want to know? I feel like I do a pretty good job of letting you, you know. You communicate. Yeah. 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 I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed from across the room. Yeah, yikes. Okay. That your face is telling me (laughs) that you're not happy right now. I'm a little expressive. Okay. (laughs) So Parrot introduces himself to the guards and Vilner does the same and like really emphasizes that he's sworn to Davram Bashir. Yeah. And then completely avoids looking at Fael. Yeah. He's doing like the Davram Bashir is here. Yeah. And so he also tells Perrin that the Lord Dragon's orders are that no noble can enter Camelin with more than 20 guards or 50 servants or and 50 servants. So Perrin tells most of his men yeah. to go camp a couple miles away and he sends Aram with them. Yes. And most importantly, Daniel is in charge. Daniel. Do you remember who he is? Yeah. He's the fourth Taviran boy who got cut. Oh, is he? He got axed. Shoot. Yeah. He's the guy. Daniel. But don't worry, he's looking after the camp. Okay. I just have to point that out. Well, he's, he's like here the, and he's doing some stuff. Know, this is the guy. He was the guy. That's hilarious. Good fact. Yeah. All right. If anyone doesn't remember that one, there was supposed to yeah. be a fourth Taviran boy. Originally, which is the United World. Yeah, and he got cut, and then that's why there's only three boys. Yeah. But he's still a character. He is. All right. And now Perrin also thinks about how Fail is the reason that there are so many of these people here. Yeah. Because he even has servants traveling. Oh, yeah. He's super uncomfortable with all this. Yeah. Side note, too. Perrin thinks of Aram as turning into like a little wolfhound. Right. He's too eager to use that sword. Yeah. It's like just because you know how to use a sword now doesn't mean you have to use it at every turn. Yeah. Which probably is totally a thing, too. Oh, sure. Like I I could see even like, you know, Tam when you first get into the mindset of like, I'm really good with a sword. Tam is... Uh, amazing and has always been amazing so like as an example he probably would deal with people i think it's different when your entire life this thing has been like forbidden and now it's like oh you can do it and you're good at it yeah and then you just always want to do it so yeah that's that's that cool yeah so now while Perrin sends his people off, Fael chats with Bane and Chiad, and they go running off. Yeah. And Gull says, I must find my spear brothers and takes <laughs> off. And I'm super pumped for them. Oh, this in what sense? This is what I've wanted. Oh, because the, yeah. I want them to go reconnect with their Aiel. This is huge. Hear about everything that's been going on. It's really funny because, because the yeah. the only thing that they know 
at this point, are rumors on the road. Yes. Because even in the Two Rivers, they really had no idea what had been happening with their entire society. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a huge point, too, because it really sinks in for me when we get the Rand and Perrin conversation about how much time has actually passed. Yes, lots. It's so much time because the last time Perrin and Rand were together was Tear yeah. right after they conquered it. And it's like so much stuff has happened. Yeah. The entire Aeol arc of everything. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the like, Gaul and Bane and Chia, they don't know about the Kara Karn situation. Nope. They don't know about, like, the societies breaking. Situation. The Ruidian situation. Becoming, Nothing. like, a city that people live in now. Nothing. They don't know about Rand and Matt going to Ruidian. They don't know. They don't know about, don't know about the Shido. They don't know about like the uh, the Scarlet Headband guys. Like they no. don't know about any of this stuff. None of it. And we get all of the little tidbits from Perrin being like, "Oh, Gaul never talked about this." Shido to me, so. just like living in the being a bunch of <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. Like so much stuff has happened. I know that. But Perrin knows I've been a little bit bad for them. Perrin knows a little bit about what's going on with the three of them. Yes. And by a little bit, I mean like a very little bit. Very, very little bit. Weird love triangle. Yeah. Gull wants to marry Chiad. Chiad doesn't want to give up the spear to marry him. Bane seems to be a part of it, and Perrin doesn't understand. Yeah, it doesn't get that situation. So That's what I got. Those yeah, are my notes. That's it. That. That's basically what happened. <laughs> yeah. Perrin, Perrin, for the amount of time Perrin has spent on the road with Gaul, like he really doesn't understand much about Aiel culture. No, none. He chose not to learn yeah he's like no thanks but it's like kind of weird i don't think he said no thanks i just think he didn't ask a lot of questions and, and Gaul i think wasn't Gaul like didn't forthcoming offer a yeah lot. because in Gaul's mind it's all obvious yeah and in parents mind he's like i wouldn't understand anyway yeah and it seems like fail learned a heck of a, a lot, lot from ban and chiad oh, so and someone knows how to communicate par- okay yeah i mean and like asterisk on that because like sometimes fail can communicate but yeah. <laughs> but parent just like doesn't doesn't he doesn't doesn't yeah no He's the quiet one. He is. All right. So now the crew heads off through the city. And while they're traveling, Perrin thinks about the reason he and Fail are a bit on edge. And it's her father. Yes. Well, and mother. It's both. Perrin's more like worried about the father because that's the traditional thing for him. Yeah. And he's going to have to face him. Yeah. Tell him that he's a blacksmith who married his daughter and the heir. Yeah. I love that. He's like, uh, maybe I could like write a letter. Yeah, but like, that would take two or three days, days to-, <laughs> to craft properly. Yeah. Perrin, this spent, is why I hate Perrin. You spent if months on the road. Know, you could have multitasked. If anyone wants to know, yeah. this is why. Two or three days to write a letter? Nope. Le- Boring. <laughs> Nope. I appreciate the sentiment. I understand everything that's going on. But do you remember how much he struggled with that letter to Fail when he thought he was going to die in the two rivers? That is so different. That's like same, And it did not take two or three days. No, it didn't. But he didn't like writing it. He was like, oh, this is terrible. I wish I had more time to I wish I had two or three days to think think about this letter. Yeah. So. Too much time to think. Boring. So, Perrin is also noticing that the Aiel in the city... Have some scarlet headbands on. Yeah, with the ancient Aes Sedai symbol. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Gaul didn't mention this, but that's because Gaul, Gaul doesn't, doesn't know. know. Gaul yeah. doesn't know anything. But Port, Perrin yeah. thinks that this is an Aeol thing. Oh, yeah, totally. And, like, why wouldn't you? Because of all the... Perrin hasn't spent time with any Aeol except for at the Stone of Tear. Right. And which even was, like, then not was really... minimal because he was avoiding them. It was bad. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to fast forward to them getting to the palace. They're in there. They're at Rand's room. And 
a maiden goes inside for a second, and then suddenly the doors are flung open, and Rand is here, and he's Yay. so super pumped to see them. He loves this. This is so good. This he's... is so heartfelt. Yeah. I really loved this. It's scene. like the same as when he saw Min. It's like the people that he knows and loves yeah. and trusts, and he gets the, like, like, the little taste of I home. I finally am understanding Spencer's point about how rude and curt Rand is being with Matt. Okay. This is warm and loving and friendly. Yeah. And he's like rude to sure. Matt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Different situation. Maybe a little bit different stresses. Yeah. And it's not like, oh my God, I miss you and didn't know if I was ever going to see you again. Yeah. It's like. He's been with Matt. He's like, Matt, do your fucking job. <laughs> That's <laughs> really what this and comes He's also to. seen Matt a lot more. Like he spent the entirety in Ruidian with him and all that. He was, Matt was there for the entire trip, mm-hmm. but he hadn't seen Min. He hadn't seen Perrin. I know. And so, and so, that. so long. So yeah. I do. I get that. Sort of. Yeah. All right. Now, Rand greets them very warmly, congratulates them on their wedding. Perrin says, you know, how do you know about that? And then Rand starts talking about all the Two Rivers girls. Yeah, it's a whole catch-up. here. Yeah. And then they go into all of that. It's like conversations left, right, and center of all the stuff that Perrin doesn't know. Right. We've got to fill them in. So there's a lot of stuff we know from all these perspectives. Yeah. And it's just Perrin doesn't, but now he does. He's going to get He's filled in. He's caught up. Yeah. Also, I was completely wrong about the Min not going straight back to the palace at every chance she gets thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you forget I said that? No. Well, yeah. What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) You said that she wasn't going to go see him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she's always there. Yeah, she's here. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Every chance. I don't know. I just like threw out a random prediction. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm going to go tour the city. And and she just goes to see Because the Aes Sedai, the one was like, oh, she's going to go right back to the palace. And I was like, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe she's got stuff to do. Oh, right. You were like, oh, she's got a business. I'm like, she's never been here before. (laughs) (laughs) What business does she have? She for sure has been here lots of times. Maybe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was wrong, and I'll admit it. Okay, okay. So Minnie's here. She's just hanging out. She comes up. They have a nice little reunion, and Perrin gives her a big hug, and uh, Fael hates it. (laughs) She's so flippin' jealous. So this is the the reason number one why I wouldn't want to be able to smell any emotions, because I don't need to know that. If you're, he's greeting like a friend. Yeah. Albeit, okay, in the mountains, there was that little incident, if you remember, where Perrin thought that Min was like telling him that she liked him. Uh, yeah. When she was really talking about Rand. Rand. He was like, Min, I, I don't see you. I see you like a sister. And he's. <laughs> and she's like, like no he, idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's being an idiot. So, but like, he can smell the jealousy from Fael about him having some sort of connection with just another woman. Yes. Not and allowed. That's not I allowed. I would go bonkers if I could smell emotions like that from you. I guess so. It'd be terrible. I also don't have extreme jealous feelings in the way that Fael does. Yeah, I, I mean, it's also it, funny because parents are like, oh, she's I, got like a slight tendency. It's like, no, no man, man. This, this is, is like terrible. extreme. Send her to the jelly school. Yeah. Because... <laughs> This is bad. It's so bad. There's a fine line between being jelly and being a hater. It, and it really alters his actions, too, with what he does. Like, as soon as he does, he's like, he puts her down and he, like, stops that. Which is good. I mean, yeah, he I guess does. so. He needs to be able to smell it because he clearly can't pick things up. <laughs> he doesn't understand small nuances. That's fair. He's like, doesn't, yeah. This helps. This is, This yeah. helps, I think, <laughs> him smelling this. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, so Rand and Perrin start having this conversation with each other about like Mistress Luhan curtsying and how yeah. Perrin's the Lord and how loyal is spending a couple days at a steading around Whitebridge. Yes. 
That's the Archer Hawkwing one? That's the one. That's the one. Then that's how Perry knows about it. Okay. Now, I noticed that we distinctly do not get any reference to Loyal's mother and wife-to-be and teacher. There is nothing of that right now. It's not like, oh, he went with them to the study. Well, and Rand also doesn't mention it. No. I mean, he's got a lot on his plate, so so he might not even, like, remember that happened. Yeah, there's so so many things. That concerns me. Well... Yeah, they had left already. Clearly. And so his... <laughs> the rest the of worst. the Ogier are that's like the just worst behind. Thing. That's the worst thing that's happened this entire book so far. So they're far. just like walking. They're trying to catch up this to him now. This is literally the worst thing that I've read in this book series so far. That is <laughs> so sad. I've read so many terrible things and this is the most terrible thing to do to these Ogier. Yeah, it's it's not good. <laughs> Because now they literally have to like walk oh to catch God. up. Oh my God! And they're in and they Kainland, didn't. They didn't want to. Were in. Kainland. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. It's such a bad. It's yeah. And the amount that they've walked and they're like, oh, we have to get to him. So far, he's gonna die. <laughs> like we need him. So, but and he's... the fact that they walked past Kyrian. Yeah. When Rand just zipped if back Rand there, had to just let that, they would have crossed paths. They would have. They would have literally, because there's one road. There's one road. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're buying loyal time before he gets tied down and married. Because as soon as... himself in a setting. As soon as Aerith catches up... (sighs) Not for long. He's going to, like... There's, like, the whole funny conversation about, like, him sprinting At least, you know, if they do go to the two rivers, the people there will be able to be like, yes, loyal was here unfortunately you just miss him it won't be like a what's going on no one knows what's happening it's like they'll get information and know to turn around it's just they have to walk a lot further so oh my god this sucks and it's all rand's fault a little bit all of this it's also loyal's fault it's a little bit (laughs) is rand's fault let's be real okay okay that was a side note i did not expect to go to and it wasn't even in my notes yeah yikes okay Man, that sucks. Yeah, so there's basically two conversations happening here. Rand and Perrin are trying to catch up with each other and, like, kind of chit-chatting but nothing. Yeah. And then we've got a separate conversation with Min and Fael. And during that conversation, it was is when Perrin realizes that Fael's jealousy is, like, it's starting to dwindle, dwindle away. away. Yeah, it's starting to go away a little bit. Yeah. So. Min's like, don't worry. I don't want Perrin. Yes. I want Rand. And that's, that's what, and probably you, we, the conversation. Yeah, because we can literally see men like blushing or whatever it is too. Yeah. So it's clearly like, no, I'm with him. I'm with Rand. Yeah, we'll yeah. discuss that a little later when okay. we get another perspective shift in a minute. For sure. Okay. So Perrin notices that Rand looks super tired and different from the last time he saw him when they left here. Yeah. And Rand wasn't soft back then, but now he's even harder. Yes. And... Rand isn't blinking enough, like he's kind of weird and on edge. Fael asks the Lord Dragon if she can borrow Perrin for a minute. Yeah, super formal. Yeah. So Fael pulls Perrin aside and says softly enough for only him to hear if Rand isn't embracing Sidar, to be fair. Well, he he can't do that. What? No, Sidine. There you go. Ah, I was like, why <laughs> gotcha. can't he? Yes, he can. Yeah, so it's possible. You know, I don't, I don't think that he is. He might no, be. No, it doesn't really make sense in this scenario yeah. for him to be. But if he happened to be, yeah. he could hear it. But she yeah. doesn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, quiet conversation. He's not your friend any longer. Basically, don't trust him. 
Yeah, so I was going to ask, like, why do you think Fael is telling Perrin this isn't the guy you grew up with in the Two Rivers? Because He's the Perrin Dragon Reborn. is still clearly very soft when it comes to these kinds of matters, and she wants Perrin to stand up for himself and the Two Rivers and not get, like, knocked down or bowled over by his childhood friend. Okay. Do you think that it's, like, good advice from her? Yeah. Okay. I do, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's I just want to kind of get... Because I've, I've heard mixed opinions on that. It's like, why is she okay. saying that about Rand? So Do you think it's good? Yeah, I do. Oh, I okay. do. Because I do think that Perrin just kind of like, he leads he with his... He would just go with it. He leads with his heart a lot of the time. Yeah. With what he feels. After he thinks about it for 18 days. Yeah. Yeah. But he is like a super emotional guy on that side. Yeah, it's like he is. The fact that they don't really know Rand anymore. Perrin doesn't know what Rand has been through. He doesn't know the trauma that he's endured so far. No. Like, he's been through a lot of stuff so far mm-hmm. between but Tyr and now. But everything he's heard are rumors, and half the rumors aren't even true. Yeah. So, like, and it's like, knows? watch yourself. He yeah. can channel. Like, he might be crazy. We don't know. Well, <laughs> and, like, from that standpoint, like, yeah, that makes sense. She's saying it. But. Yeah. All right. So now the door bangs open, and it's Sulin, who's the worst <laughs> servant Perrin has ever seen. And it's so funny because Perrin has no idea that Sulin's like Aiel and this whole the dynamic of it. But he's just like, ah, oh, this is she's terrible, weird and terrible. <laughs> and then Perrin asks Rand if he ever thinks women are strange. Yeah. And then Rand's like, "You're the married man. You'll have to ask Matt." Yeah. It's just oh, classic, classic. This and we got that last the entire chapter. Series because this is definitely so, might. Well, we've so got funny. we've got Matt now not believing that Rand knows what he's doing with women at least yeah at least we've got one of that (laughs) cut off so (laughs) you (laughs) You know know, it's even funnier honestly does seem that Perrin is the best but possibly I think that he just happened to fall into place with a woman who could yeah you know mesh with him yeah and they stick together and she was like hey we're getting married and she's like this is how things are and he's like okay okay (laughs) even the getting married thing he was like no we have to wait a year yeah and she was like no No. (laughs) and he's like okay Okay. (laughs) (laughs) you know what's even funnier for the sulin thing just then parent thing and like she's terrible is afterwards we get file thinking and saying out loud like Oh, the person who trains Sulin, she must not know what she's doing with training servants. Yeah. Because, because like, like these Is Sulin like a typical <laughs> Yeah. So Oh man, and Camelin servants are weird. Just the worst. Oh, and side note, Perrin asks where Matt is. Yeah, because he thinks that he's that here. Explanation. It's like, no. Hopefully we get Elaine here soon. The end. Maybe he'll bring Egwene and Nynaeve. Yeah. Totally not anymore. Yeah. So So then out of nowhere it seems Rand asks Perrin, would you go to Tyr for me? Yeah. And Perrin's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to stay here. I've been riding for two months. Yeah. Not happening. Not going. And he's like, no, don't worry. I could literally have you there in three seconds. Yeah. You can just like walk through this doorway. Yeah. You're there. You can Which sleep I don't in think a... Perrin fully understands. No, because Rand hasn't explained that yet. No. At all. Mm-mm, he's not like, hey, mm-mm, I can make mm-mm. a gateway. It's a, it's a square. In and the, in the, yeah, you Perrin can just walk through. Perrin wonders if Rand is holding on to his sanity. Yeah. So why? So why? At this point in the chapter, you probably maybe didn't know exactly why. Why what? The whole t- why is Rand asking Perrin, would you go to Tyr? Well, because Matt's not there anymore. Yeah, okay, so I just want to see if you picked up on that because we kind of get the explanation at the end of these chapters. Kind of, yeah. Because Rand's like, like, yeah. I feel like the issue with that question is I didn't think about it at this point in the chapter when I was reading. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, he wants people there. Yeah. He has somebody ruling in Kyrian for him. Sure. He has 
nobody in tier. Yeah. So, so like, but I don't it's, know. the thing is, he's not asking Perrin to go to tier to rule. See, I thought maybe, you know what? That's a lie. I did actually think in passing about Perrin being like in the stone of tier. Sure. And sort of maybe getting a hold on some Terran lords. Gotcha. Who might yeah. Be like, so, it's been yeah. a while since Rand's like been there to be the leader, maybe. Yeah. But then we get at later the end, we get that it's the whole like battle. Thing. He literally wants Perrin it's to be the, the mat of the plan. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, I'll tell you the whole plan that only four people but would know. But only if you so. agree to go. <laughs> yeah, which is also fair. Like, I'm not going to tell you the plan if you're not going to go. Right. Which makes sense. You don't okay. just like share those battle plans. Yeah, all right. But anyway, Perrin just says he has things to do in Camelon first and he'll think about it. Yeah. Okay. There's a really important conversation. Yeah. So, Ron talks to Perrin about all the things he's trying to juggle right now with the Forsaken and Nobles and Dragonsworn, and he catches them all up on everything. Yeah. This is the the hard-hitting question. And Perrin says, well, what does Maureen say? Yeah. Ouch. Oof. She gone. That's the really part of the chapter for me that really sinks in. Like, Perrin... He's been gone for so long. Perrin doesn't know anything about anything that's going on. And all the advice that Perrin gives Rand is just terrible advice because... He's not caught up on the situation because first he's like, hey, what does Maureen say? And Rand's like, she's dead, man. Well, she took out yeah. Lanfear. Well, he does say that. No, he does say that. Yeah. I know. I, know I that need to you reiterate don't... my point in case anybody is questioning if I'm wavering. I am yeah, not. Yeah, you, you think that Maureen's dead and gone forever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And so is Lanfear, question mark? No, definitely not. They're both coming back. Oh, yeah. If okay. anyone's coming back, like if I have to choose only one, <laughs> sure. it's Lanfear. You won't? Okay. Oh, oh, oh wow. no. Because oh, like, we okay. have very serious confirmation about how Forsaken can come back. So like, yeah. even if they both died... Lanfear's still coming back. But well, okay, he, but, but they're in a different the, multiverse of I know, sorts. I know, but here's the thing. They're not dead. <laughs> they're they're, coming. they're in a weird multiverse, <laughs> and they're coming back. They're coming back, okay. And then the second follow-up question that Perrin gives, because this is also terrible what advice. about Alana and Baron? You said they were here. You should ask them for advice. They're pretty cool, right? Because Perrin spent yeah. a bunch of time with Alana and Baron. Although Varen. he thinks to himself he was always still a little skeptical of them. He was. He was. Yep. But, but then, they didn't bond him. Yeah. And which is only because of Fael telling Alana that I'm going to kill you. If you do that. If you try to do that. Yeah. Now, Rand has yet to tell anyone. Yes. So far. That we know that of. That we know of. Yeah. yeah. So that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't tell Perrin here. He's just like, no, I told them to stay away from me. Yeah. And then more bad advice from Perrin. And Perrin's like, hey, don't you should anger don't anger the Aes Sedai. Well, that's not terrible advice. it's all terrible advice because Perrin you got to get caught up to speed bud on how the world works right now yeah before you start off you're the dra- he's the dragon reborn he's gonna piss people off especially yeah, I said don't I. put yourself between two factions of yeah. the split up I said I and Ron's like no this is actually the best plan this is the best thing that could have happened for me yeah which is actually really interesting too because that's true that's his take on it it's yeah. a good take like I would say that's a great take because yeah they are more focused on each other than Instead they are on of one united front against him yeah yeah i mean that's a that's a huge thing we've got two like competing embassies except to be fair if it was still the solid white tower and swan was in charge sure i think that things would go pretty well for rand i mean but when we have the different factions scheming against swan yeah but then there we are focused on each other not rand that's the thing so it's like always no matter what Yikes. That's the problem with the Aes Sedai. But Rand's kind of okay with it right now. So, But uh, again, Rand has a good point. Like, hey, I can't just like ignore and avoid all the Aes Sedai 
I'm going to make people mad because yeah. I'm the Dragon Reborn. Yeah. So. Gotta do what a dragon's gotta do. Exactly. Right. Par- Perrin just needs to get caught up. Yeah. So, finally, Ron changes the subject because he doesn't want to talk about Aes Sedai anymore. Especially because Perrin doesn't have enough information to talk about Aes Sedai. <laughs> it's just like more bad advice. Yeah. And so, Perrin tells Rand all about what's changed in the two rivers. And what's the same. And what's the same. Very cute moment. Yeah. I like this. It's nice, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because Rand can't go back. He's avoided the two rivers. And he's even going to not go to the camp to say hi to all his, like, friends. He just wants a little taste of home from the people that he knows. Yeah. Like, he can't protect, you know, Perrin and Matt. Yeah. But he can protect the rest of them, hopefully, to an extent. Right. So, it's a very, very And I also think that he probably has in his mind what happened with the girls in the inn when he was screaming at all oh, yeah. of them yeah and then like lifted one of them up with the power and was like i am the dragon reborn don't you see yes and like freaked the shit out of all of them well that's the thing he's like yeah. i don't want to go and see people who i knew my whole life and, and they know rand and they might not actually take him as who he, he is literally already had that experience once yeah. and it was awful awful so like yes the whole protect them whatever <laughs> but also that yes I don't want to. I don't, don't want, want that. that. Don't. <laughs> no, thank you. No. So, Perrin's going to go wash up and rest. Yep. And think about Tyr because there's no danger involved, Ron says. He says, I'll tell you the whole plan if you decide to go. You'll be the fourth man to know the real plan. Yeah. You already said that. So. Yeah. Yep. Because it's Rand, Bashir, and Matt. Yeah. So. Okay. Now, what's going on? Yeah. What's going on with that plan? Colin, what is the plan? I can't believe that the plan is still a plan. <laughs> the plan is a plan and it's still secret. And it's we're just... going on for a long time. I thought it would be wrapped up by now. Yeah. Well, we got like minus 10 chapters or so left in the rest of the book. So you know, we're it's been close. too long since I've heard or seen from any of those schemey forsakens. Okay. Okay. No more Sammy Grandy meetups. Oh, yeah. We don't get those perspectives. Where's that Demandred guy? What's he up to? Semarog. Yeah. Right? You, now, you're, now you're just naming people. Yeah. Yeah. Where are they? What, what are, they, are doing? they doing? I'm naming them so, to <laughs> show... test myself because I actually don't know if I remember them. <laughs> to show me that you know the names of them. So Is that it? Is that all that's left? Is there more? Osengar, Erengar. Oh, those ones. Oh, that one. We know one. We don't know where the other one is. Yeah, that's true. All right. Let's do this. Chapter 46. Okay. Another flip-flop. Flip-flop, flip-flop, back and forth. Yeah, I like the perspectives because we get a lot of important conversations here. Some could have been shorter than others, in my opinion. <laughs> Some went on a little long here. Uh, are you talking about like the family meetup? Yes, the you family yeah, okay. meetup. I figured. I get the freaking gist. Yeah. <laughs> You're not happy with this. Not so much. You don't like the dynamic. Okay, chapter 46, Beyond the Gate. Yes. That's to do with the Demira incident because she went to the gate because she wants to go beyond the gate. Oh, and she's not allowed. Not allowed to. the to. inner city. And she's yeah. not allowed to go into the inner she city. She wants to go to the library. She wants to go to the library. Let her read a book. I want to go to the library. She wants to learn about the seals for the Dark she One's does. prison. Yeah. 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 Someone should tell her about those. Yeah. We have information, lady. We do. Yeah. <laughs> we know where all of them are. And most are broken. <laughs> yes. Uh... Literally like one isn't or something. That, that's yeah, okay. Don't like, quote me. It's There's like three, three, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's three at this point that we've got. Yeah. So. I'm still not convinced that there aren't fakes out there. Yeah, there might be. We don't know for sure. Yeah. Yep. 
No, we know. No. <laughs> and the chapter symbol, the flame of Tarvalon. Yes. Okay, and just half a second here, I got to pull it back to the a bitter thought uh-huh. from the last chapter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the bitter thought was when Perrin thought to himself about Rand, hey, I hope he holds on to his sanity until the last battle. That's a bitter thought. That's the bitter thought, thinking of a friend that way. Oh. That's important because Rand thinks the same thing about Perrin, and every I'm time he ever... i th- everybody and everyone. Exactly. Okay. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Alright, so this next chapter, we are still in our parent perspective. The conversation with Rand is over, and Parent is now walking through the halls, and he sees a man who is Without a doubt, Davram Bashir standing there. Oh, yeah. He does not look happy he right now. He knows what's up. Yep. Perrin goes over to introduce himself very formally with a bow. And Bashir just says, we will talk. Yeah, it doesn't even Starts bow back. Oh, away. crazy. Okay. Yeah. Also, the smelling, he reeks of cold fury. Ooh, he's so again, angry. Yeah, it's all the parents smelling everybody's emotions so he knows how they're feeling. You know what? I would love this. Okay. I would love this. Sure. I hate the game. Okay. I hate not knowing if people are upset with something I've done. Or, yeah. No, or no, no. I'm just like classic anxiety. Okay. What about that stupid thing I said? Do people think I'm stupid? Can I would I, love to be able to just smell can I offer? Know. Can I offer an opinion that might make you change your mind? No. Okay. I mean, yes, okay. you can, but it won't make <laughs> me change my mind. Go. Okay. Yeah. So in theory... It seems like it would be super beneficial. Yeah, it's beneficial. You can smell the emotion they're feeling. Yeah. However, you don't know why they're feeling the emotion that they're feeling. No, I'm pretty good at that, though. You could get a lot of things wrong just by being like, oh, she's angry. Get a lot of things angry. wrong without that. Yeah, it's true. But Most it's like, things. I get more things wrong trying to guess the emotion they're feeling based on the things they said. So here's the thing. Yeah. Let's watch Perrin go through this being able to do this. Perrin isn't good at anything he's not you here's the thing (laughs) so this is me we're talking about i also don't want you being able to smell what i'm feeling because like if i'm not telling you something maybe there's a reason i don't want to tell you that i'm feeling a certain kind of way me i i'm freaking like cold fury right now or something (laughs) i am just furious what are 
much you sharing with me. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like kind of no, intrusive. It's intrusive. I like that. If I'm not vocalizing my you thoughts, should. then they're not you your business. Vo- you should be vocalizing <laughs> your thoughts with me. Oh, man. You should want to share with me. I'm just never going to shower again. So then it, I just smell bad all the time. You can't tell. There that- you go. Problem solved. Well, that's a good way to find yourself without a wife. There you go. Right. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. All right. Okay. All right. So now we get to a sitting room. Bashir fills some cups with wine, but doesn't sit down. Power move. Yeah. So Perrin doesn't either. Good. Power move. Awesome. Bashir going starts really well. saying, I suppose Zareen told you about all my estates before you buried her. Yeah. And all about the broken crown. He's like, oh, I bet you didn't even sign a prenup or nothing like that. It's like, yeah, get the heck Perrin's out of here. And Perrin's like... No, she said you were a fur trader and then a merchant and then sold ice peppers. Actually, I can't remember which was first. Yeah. I have no idea. She lied and lied and lied and lied. I have actually no idea. And then I fell in love with her and married her anyway. Yeah. But also she made one too many comments about like stuff that about like general talk and leading people. My dad said this is how generals should act. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of really funny because this is a hilarious scene to me because at first he, uh, Bashir is like, hey, Zareen, and then Perrin's like, Fael, and then he's like, who who the heck is this Fael? I'm I'm talking talking about my daughter Zareen. (laughs) Because if you remember, way back when... I remember. What was her original name? It wasn't Fael. Mandarb. It was Mandarb. I did remember that. Are you impressed with me? Yeah, I am. I'm so happy about that. So, like, originally... That was funny. Yeah, I know. It was so funny, because it's like, ha, that's a horse. The name of uh, Lamb's horse. Hey, where's Lamb? What? Where's that guy? Where's Mandarb and Lan? What does Mandarb mean in the old tongue? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Strength. Nope. <laughs> Black wind. No, that's, that's your. <laughs> that's your homework. <laughs> My homework. That's your homework. Yeah. I can't Google anything. Book back through your notes. You didn't take a note on that? Oh, oh I have no idea. My notes are not well organized. It means blade. Blade, you yeah. say? Okay, yes, okay. I wouldn't have ever found that out. Okay, so anyway, really funny conversation happens. Yeah, now. Bashir gets sidetracked with the hunter of the horn conversation because he didn't know she went to go be a hunter of the horn. Which actually, he seems happy He's about. Like, it. Yeah, He's like, yeah, get it. That's awesome. That's right. And then the conversation turns back to the real issue, which is you and my daughter got married. Yeah, and she's not old enough to be married. Without her mother's permission. Well, it's also a really interesting conversation because he's like, oh, your supposed marriage. And yeah. Perrin immediately take off- takes offense to it. She's, he's, like, she's like, no. What are you talking about supposed? Like, we got married by We're the book. We're married. Yeah. Which is, According I mean. According to the women's circle. Yeah. Like, everything in my culture, we are 100% married. Yeah. But that's a big issue because he's saying, no, you're not until you're married by my standards. And right. if she doesn't convince her mother then I'm taking her back to the camp. I'm killing you. And I get to kill you. Yeah. And then Perrin's like, you take her. And it'll be a shame to kill you. (laughs) It's such a funny conversation because Bashir's like, well, I have 9,000 men with me. What are you going to do? And Perrin's like, are they harder to kill than Trollocs? Because I'm going to kill them all. Yeah. Which legitimately, he's got like 500 Two Rivers Bowmen. He could take down a lot of the soldiers. Yeah, especially when they're doing fancy horse tricks all the it time. It would not be a good bat. And then it's like, he's got wolves, you know, you'd be like, get all the wolves here. Let's ah. get them. Ugh. Except there aren't wolves here. No, not for like days, but you know. No. He could plan something out. No. No? No, I don't think he has control <laughs> over a wolf army to attack a city. 
He's got to get it. You no. got to get Fael back. No, not that oh, shoot. Okay. No, no, That's no, what no. I would do. Yeah. No, if anything, he would sneak her out like they did at the white cloak camp. Oh, smart. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so they have this like <laughs> crazy conversation. It escalates pretty quick. Yeah. Perrin does his classic crush his silver goblet in oh, his hand move. Wine spills over my hand. Yeah. I mean, the last time that happened was when he found out his entire family got murdered. Yeah, so. but it's two more times than any other character. That's true. He's that. also like a big dude. Yeah, I think that's just reminding us of yeah, that. Yeah, he's a big, and strong guy. kind of showed Bashir like, oh. He's got a little bit of anger. And from what we can tell from Saldan culture, anger is a good thing. Yeah, we like that. Showing your emotion Feist. is good. So it's actually Feisty. like a very important thing. Feistiness. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of point this out later, but Bashir comes to Perrin's defense in the conversation with Diera, with the wife, yep. right? And here is when he's pushing Perrin's buttons to get reactions out of Perrin to show the emotion because that's how you show you care. Yeah. If there's no emotion, there's no caring. And that's part of the issue that Perrin and Fael have is that Perrin doesn't show her that he cares, through yelling and things like that. Right. We've gotten that multiple times right. when she wants a reaction out of Perrin and he's giving her nothing. Yeah. Who does that remind you of? You? Yeah, you and me. Okay, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. No, like, you know, there's there's like some similarities where well, I was bad at communicating, at yes. telling anything about anything. Yes, you very much were. And you're like, hey, you got to share and some of those things. And I was over the top with my emotional reactivity. Sure. And then over the course of we time, were good balance. It balances out. It balances out. So there you go. I wouldn't say I was as crazy. No, you're not like as crazy as the Saldans because they're just nuts. They're, that's they're fine. Pretty psycho. I was gonna say. Yeah, you know, it's it's all of them, so that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not as stoic. As yeah. Like, like, these are fantasy characters. You no, are exactly. Like to their extremes. But, no, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And we're regular people. Yeah. Not in a, not like not like this. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Clarified. No. Yeah. There are some. I would say we're more similar to like Alan and Nynaeve because I just, I equate myself so much more to Nynaeve than Fael. Okay. Like even though I don't like Nynaeve yeah. as a character to read about. I wasn't doing I like a one-to-one like, comparison here. I'm going to say if I'm going to be compared to anybody, I'm Nynaeve. Okay. That's I'm fine. not That's Fael. Fine. That's fine. Just saying. Fine. And you know, I know there but are Fael's people. But Fael's Gandalf, so like why wouldn't you want to, There are you know... people who really like Fael and I can admire a lot of things about her. Yeah. Absolutely I can. Okay. Let's get back to it. So anyways, what I was going to say is Bashir, he wants the reaction from Perrin because that shows that he's going to be a guy who can take care of his daughter. Yeah. And then we also get a weird little thing about how we need some new blood up in this family because we've all been intermarrying for too long. Well, okay. So here's the thing. It's not new information. You should already know this because way back when in chapter 41 of The Shadow Rising, uh-huh, come sure. on, why yeah, don't you remember yeah. this? Fael talks about to Perrin about her family and she says... She's pretty confident that her father's going to approve of Perrin and the family blood is growing soft because her dad talks about that all the time. And her mother wants to uh, wants her to marry someone who can split Trolloc skulls and Perrin's got that down. Yeah. But Fael thinks Perrin should lead with the king of the wolves thing. Yeah. So it's really because we literally heard all these uh, opinions from Fael's point of view earlier. Right. Which makes sense why she says the thing. That the mother does when we first enter. Okay. The yellow eyes doesn't mean that you're a wolf thing. Got it. Yeah. Even though, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's actually very concerned about becoming full wolf. Yeah. That's a real thing that he's concerned about. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, and it's not like intermarrying too. Uh, it's like the that's Saldanes marrying Saldanes, like. right? You got to get outside populations to oh, come okay. in. Okay, so not like so, cousins. Yeah, not yeah. It's not like a cousins thing. I don't think it's more like a Saldanes <laughs> marrying Saldanes marrying Saldanes for generations. <laughs> okay, you got to get new people in to form new connections and strong sure, bloodlines. Sure, sure, so, that's it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not really sure of the order that these things happen in. Sure. But there's one point where Bashir says that Fail is a better name yeah. for her than Zareen. And yeah. he kind of like scoffs at the name Zareen anyway. Yeah. Ah, her mother That was her mother's. Because remember what yeah. Zareen means. Yeah, something, sit on a pillow and eat bonbons and exactly. men come to you or something. Exactly. And that's totally not Fail. so. No. And then we get Perrin all of a sudden taking Humble Avenue out of this town yeah. to say, oh, I'm actually just a blacksmith. I'm no lord. I'm not actually a lord of the two rivers. And then Bashir's like, hey, yes, idiot. Yes, you are. That's you literally know how, how all, this works. <laughs> that's how all noble houses get started is like way back when somebody did something. In the and past. Then became a noble. So yeah. yeah, you're a lord of the two rivers. Yeah. Which is what Fio's been trying to tell Perrin, but Perrin doesn't get it. He'll get it. Okay. Well, I think that he already has <laughs> got it. Yeah. Like when he's around the people of the rivers who just see him as a lord, he doesn't constantly go around going, but I'm a blacksmith. Yeah, like, I'm I mean. sure he, he doesn't. <laughs> if he does, yeah. this is awful. But... It's the same way he took the wolf thing where he's like, uh, I don't have a connection to wolves until finally he's like, uh. Yeah, I'm exactly. Connected. But now he's talking to someone on the outside. He's like, actually, you know about lords. Yeah. I'm not one. And he's like, yes, you are. So now the topic of conversation goes back to Fail, and Perrin says, I know how to treat her well. And Bashir does the traditional threatening the boyfriend thing. Yeah. And says, you know what? You got to go talk to her mother. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's like, I'm going to bury you in the backyard if you treat her bad or whatever, whatever. So Right. Okay. So now they get to the room where Fail and her mother... Diera. Yeah, I think that's how that's how I pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. They're there. They go in. They've clearly been fighting and slapping each other. Yes. Plus, side note, Perrin thinks his mother-in-law is super hot. Yeah. Enough about that. That's about it. That's all <laughs> we really need to know about that. Fael goes to Bashir and is like, we were just talking about you. And gives him a kiss on the cheeks. And Perrin's all grumpy because he's not getting any attention. Yeah. It's well, kind of weird. Well, no, it's, it's more like a, she in, is intentionally not showing him any affection because he wants her to acknowledge him as her husband. And she's clearly not. Well, no. Parents need to give her permission to have a husband first. Yeah, so she's doing that cultural thing, and he's like, we're already married. Oh, I remember. I had a thing I wanted to say, and we got off topic. Okay. And when we got back on topic, I couldn't remember it. So there's a strangely contested thing about how actually old Fail is, right? Like, that was changed in the books or something uh, to make her older? Yeah, well, sort of. It's not really contested. Originally, she was going to be written younger, but then she got aged up a little bit. Yeah. So. But she's not old enough to marry someone without her mother's permission? Yeah, but we don't know what that means. That could be like 20. So she was probably, I'd say, 16, 17. So now she's like 18. Okay. Yeah. And I think originally she was like maybe a year or two younger. 14 or 15, I thought. And so, yeah, Yeah. so that would be... I feel like we had this conversation and we never really talked about it ever again. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's, she was aged up properly in the book before it got, like... I guess. And even then, it's like still like... Well, it's kind of, she's basically like a Gwen's age. Okay. 
Like, she's on par with that. All right. Because and that's I'm like the Amarillo seat. So, are you yeah. really going to contest the like, Amarillo seat? Exactly. You can't. You can't, can't. do it. So. Same with uh, Elaine, right? Yeah. And for all we know, like, Selday and culture is like, you need permission up until age 20 to get married. Like, who knows? Who knows? It's not like a... No, I think that... 18 that, is a super arbitrary cutoff this, for us. I know. I think that this line, this whole, like, she doesn't have her mother's permission because she's not old enough, I think is left behind from when she was supposed to be younger. Possibly. I think so. Okay. That's just my read on it. My personal thoughts. Personal thoughts with me. Sure. Sure. Anyway. Okay, so we get a couple points here about how Perrin is going to tell Diera that he's going to be gentle with Fael and take care of her. But then Diera speaks first about how he needs to be strong enough to handle Fael. Yes, and this is what I'm talking about, the whole leading with the yellow eyes thing. Yeah. That she mentions, that's the first thing off the bat, because Fyle clearly mentioned that to her mom, because that's like the whole thing. We got the troll king king down, king of the wolves, there's like more to it. But then it's the whole, you got to show your strength. Right. So if Perrin had have led with the, oh, I'll be gentle with her and I know how to take care of her, that wouldn't go well with her mom. That would be bad. No, because then we're going to dive right into some Saldean culture on relationships. Yeah, just a little bit here. It's a little confusing. I mean, it's a little bit because the whole point, according to Diera, is that the woman needs a man who's stronger than her. Otherwise, she's going to come to despise him. And Which is like, okay, maybe. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I'm not going to... I get that yeah. that's her perspective on this. And it's this. not just her perspective. It seems like this is the cultural perspective. So, yeah, it's pretty obviously we disagree with this cultural perspective. Yeah. But you just got to go with it. What okay? else is new? So, Saldeans believe that the woman has to be married to someone who's stronger than them. And she always remembers the first time that Davram took her by the scruff of the neck and, and told her... marvelous. I'm, I'm boss or whatever. Oh, so, it was marvelous. Yeah, no, it's like terrible. But that's... How how file was raised so it makes sense why she wants parent to step up and be that vocally strong person yeah because that's how her parents did it and that's how her culture does it so when parent doesn't bite on the Deira thing because he doesn't bite on it he doesn't say yeah i'll take her by the scruff of the neck and do the same thing he says i don't know what that's all about i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna be i'm gonna give her what she wants when i'm she gonna wants be it a loving husband because i, I want to make her, her happy. happy yeah so from his point of view that yeah. makes the most sense but to Diera, that's a bad thing so davram literally steps in to, to save perrin and he like vouches for him yeah because he got that reaction from him right he sort of steps in he saw it and is like that's enough Diera. yeah he's fine yeah and then She's like, okay. And exactly. then gives Perrin a look to be like, that's how you do it. It's like so strange. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's the thing is Davram saw, he got the reaction. He saw Perrin react. So that's why per- like Davram approves, which is good. And I think that Davram wants someone who's going to make his daughter happy. Absolutely. But it's like, you also got to show and you got to prove to the wife that it's like, you can be that strong figurehead. Right. So. Okay. And I actually want to point out what Bashir does say to jump in and defend Perrin, he says, Perrin says, if you take our daughter away, he'll take her back. And he seems to think that 9,000 Saldean horse are no match for a few hundred Two Rivers bowmen. And then Deera looks at him consideringly and she's like, "Mm, okay, so that's Bashir literally coming to Perrin's defense. Like, you know what? There is a reaction there. Yeah, I got it. He's good. And then he literally tells her, like, I think Perrin's a good fit. So just drop it. Yeah. 
So and yeah. Perrin is realizing that he's in a family that is super crazy. And it's too late to do anything with it now. Wow. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then we're going to leave them for a bit for yeah. like who knows how long now at this point. Yeah. Before we see them again. Because that's a thing, right? That's a thing Perrin sometimes. And Vail show up and then they never come back. Got to see what's up. Yeah. No, we see them in a minute. <laughs> That's not true. This isn't the last. Okay. I okay, thought okay. maybe at the end of this chapter, but I okay. guess we have to figure out that whole tier thing because now he's here. Yeah. I don't think he's like disappeared for the rest of the book. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Perspective change to Rand. Perrin has just left and Rand thinks that he hopes Perrin gets along well with Bashir. He also thinks that... If he doesn't, maybe he'll be more open to going to Tyr. Yeah. You he needs someone to head up the Samuel attack. Ah, there's the big thing. It's literally, Why that's is he what going? it is. That's what it is. Be the stand-in for Matt. Yeah, and then now Min comes back in without knocking because now she's on the short list of people that Maiden just like, Maiden's yeah. just let go in and out of the room. Yeah. And she sits down on his lap immediately, and this is now, like, a usual thing. <laughs> this is where she sits. Right. She and, sits on his lap. And Rand thinks, hilarious. <laughs> Good prank. Prank again. Prank. Yeah. Good joke. If and I if... <laughs> ignore her, she'll eventually stop this. Yeah, and plus she's walked in on him bathing. Mm-hmm. And Rand does like it. He does think, is like, I, I, like, I, I like the interaction. I think she needs to be a touch more... She, assertive she's being really assertive but like he's not picking it up he need, maybe they need she to talk. needs yeah need to, to be more open with what's going on a little bit like they both need to come a little bit further on this one here so perhaps so rand asks if she had a good chat with fail because apparently it didn't last very long and rand picks up that min didn't exactly like her and min says well she just wants me to know that i can't hit on perrin yeah the end that yeah. was basically the conversation. Yeah, that was the big part. And then she also mentions the whole, like, oh, Falcon and the, the Hawk situation. Oh, the Falcon so. and the Hawk situation. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He found his Falcon. Let's see what, what happens. happens. Because she does get that Fael's, like, a pretty aggressive person. She we'll takes see. what she wants. So we'll see. Yeah, okay. I bet that Hawk also. Who is? Barely. There we go. Probably. Where's she at, even? Yeah. Right? Well, we know she's Definitely. in Thailand, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But where's she at with, like, Perrin yeah. stuff? Now that. You know, <laughs> we know where Perrin is. Not a lot of progress there. So. None. Okay. <laughs> so now while all this is going on, we have Luz Theron in Rand's head muttering about betrayal and Luz Theron does not run away. When That's he is becoming told more common too. To... Yeah. Yeah. He's sticking around now. We get a little bit of a conversation back and forth, which is kind of funny. Between him and LTT? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. It's yeah. starting to come out. Luz Theron is starting to respond back a little. Sort of. Yeah, he is. It's not directly responding back. It's great. It's not responding back. Okay, in a minute, though, we do get a full response. I'll bring it up. Mm, okay. I'll bring it up. Okay, okay. So Rand asks Min if she's viewed anything that concerns him, which is good. Yes. Good. Ask that for well, sure. apparently that's happening all the time and she's telling him everything. Okay, good. So that's a common occurrence now. Yeah. So the fireflies and the darkness, the sparklers yeah. are stronger than ever. But with the two of them, Perrin and Rand, yep. in the same room, the sparklers were winning. A little bit. They're holding their own. Yes. Not necessarily winning, but they're not just being eaten up real, uh -huh, real fast. Uh -huh. okay. And you know what? There's another Taviran boy. 
Yeah. Maybe if you get them all in the same room together. Then the sparklers win. Maybe they start winning. Maybe. Okay. That's okay. going to be important. Yeah. So it's really important that these Taviran guys stick together. Yeah. Or well, it's remember, be bad for Rand. Remember back to the beginning of the series, the whole like, oh, cut off tripod. one leg of the tra- tripod, tripod, the whole tripod, thing tripod, falls tripod. down. So there you go. So Rand suggests that Min doesn't come to the palace as often. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? We got another viewing from Min that's new. Okay. Not just the sparkler situation. No. Twice, Perrin is going to have to be there for Rand. Oh, yeah. And if he's not, something very, very bad will happen. And even if he is there, that bad thing might still happen. But if he's not there... It definitely will be bad. Definitely super bad. I felt like I just sort of said that, but you said it very you more didn't, specifically. That is very specific, and you did okay. not say that. Okay. So we got to make sure Remember that's on... Remember okay. that. Two times. Remember it. Two okay. times. Perrin needs to be there. Got it. Yeah. Is it this time? This time what? Well, Perrin just showed up because he felt Ron needed him. Sure. So maybe this is one of those times. Maybe he will go to Tyr. Okay. And okay. be there for okay. Rand or okay. else it's going to go bad. Okay, possibly. That's how I interpret that. All right. That's a little too immediate for a, for a min For a min, maybe. yeah, it's kind of fast. But no, I'm taking it. That's okay. That's what I'm going with. All right, fair. Okay. So now Rand suggests that Min doesn't come to the palace as often and she rejects that immediately. Yeah. He's looking out for her because he's like, oh, you know, if the eyes said I figure it's... it out, it's going to be bad. But yeah, yeah that's not going to happen. No. So... So Min's going to leave now, and as is the ritual every time she leaves, she gives him a kiss on the lips, and it's getting <laughs> less light every time, and Ron thinks, joke, yeah, prank. Good, good prank. Good one. So she's but coming he, in, sitting on his lap. He's starting to be like, this is too much now. Yeah. This isn't a good joke anymore, Min. He still thinks it's a joke. Yeah, I That's know that. That's the problem. But he's like, this isn't that funny now. You're taking yeah. <laughs> it too far with the kissing. Like, why is that ever even a funny thing? Like, come and on, And she's Ren. like, you're not squirming enough or something stupid. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. They, they need to be more open with the communication. I'll see you tomorrow. Put on clean stockings. Yeah. And Ron's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> what? Anyway. I'm pretty, I don't know. I think stockings are underwear. Are I they? wanted them to do it before Elaine gets here. Okay. Well, let's, let's Elaine see. is nowhere near coming to Camelot. I know. I know. We got we got time. We got tons of time. I thought we didn't have as much time originally, and now yeah. it seems like we have more time. Got like probably like two weeks at least. No, like 20 days in Abu Dhar. Uh, a week in the Wheel of Time is 10 days. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> If you right. were listening to the things I that I say, you would know that. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that. Okay. So now Rand's alone and the loose there and thoughts are starting to get louder and louder and arguing with Rand. Okay. Not directly responding. Directly responding. No. Not directly responding. Give me your book. No heckin' way. I'm going to read how he directly responds. Give okay. me. Go away, loose Theron. I'm not dead. I deserve death, but I'm alive, alive, alive. You are dead. You are dead, Luce Theron. But here's the thing. The fact that Luce Theron <laughs> is shouting, I'm not dead, okay. means that he has heard Rand shout at him, you are dead. Possibly. No, but not, not possibly. in a direct one-to-one response. I don't know about that. It is. It's a little bit too close. I don't know. It's not no, a direct response. clearly, clearly hurts him. He's becoming more observant of the things around him because he's talking about like the whole nobles. And too many Aes Sedai. There's yeah. nine of them. Like, he knows exactly what's going on. He is, but it's not like a direct conversation back and forth. And I think that's what I thought you were in, inferring. No, it's so. just that he's responding to things that Rand has said. 
I th- I didn't realize it was just go away. I thought he yeah. said you are dead because he always says that. He does. He always says you're dead, and then Luce there this time says I am alive, and it seemed like a response. Yeah. It still is. I'm still for it. It's not I, a direct, it, but know, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. This is the most entertaining. It's getting, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Past life thoughts in <laughs> someone's head that's ever happened in this story. And to Rand, it is not entertaining. This is the worst. I like it. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. It's, you know, it's getting a little more dangerous and a little more real. Yeah. But still funny. Hopefully they can like work out a schedule where it's like, you know, every other day LTT's in in control and like Oh my god. You know? No? Just like why can't they just work together? (laughs) Lucerne just needs to become a touch more actualized. Okay. And then they can recognize his role in this. And he's he's like backseat drive. He's like, hey man, you should do this. I wonder Sure. If what? Okay. Yeah. I don't know how like Teleranriad works. Okay. But like not that way. Whatever maybe. you're thinking it probably is wrong. Maybe. Okay, explain more. Maybe Lutheran can be like alive in Teleranriad. Okay, they're the same person. I know. Lutheran and Randall Thor are the same but soul. But he's in there having his own thoughts, so it doesn't matter. They're the same soul. It's one person. Shoot. There's not two people. But two consciousnesses. That's what you think. That's what you're saying. That's what I know. Okay. I know this. Okay. We're going to have to read and find out. Yeah, most things I'm saying make no sense, and I actually have no idea what's going on. All right. We'll figure it out. Let's get to the next perspective. Yeah. So, I didn't know who this was, because I don't listen to you. Yeah. Turns out, she's this the, is an Aes Sedai. She's the brown. Yeah. She's the brown Aes Sedai who likes... She's a brown likes... Aes Sedai in the yeah. embassy. Yep. And she likes uh, Rand because of the whole school situation. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. So now, oh, right. She's heading into Camelin and she wants to go because she wants to sneak in against the orders. And one of her spies is a librarian in the royal palace. And she sent for him a message to bring her a book, but he doesn't show up. Yeah. She wants the book. She sent the message. He's not here. It's not a good situation for her. And she's very annoyed about this having to ask permission to do anything, especially from a man. Yeah. She still has the Aes Sedai, like, I'm better than everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and if other Aes Sedai gave this order, I think she'd have a better job of yeah, for sure. listening to it. But she's like, ugh, permission. Yeah. So, anyway, she starts heading back to the inn and... Now, she has to go down some super sketchy alleyways. Yeah, hold on. Before we get there, she also realizes that when she left the inn on the way here, she was being followed by Aeolman. Right. Yeah, and she thought it was just to make sure she didn't go into the inner city. Yeah, possibly. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. Right? When she's like, oh, I'm being followed to make sure I'm following the rules. Exactly. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah, but she now let's think talk she's about like this. in danger. Yeah. So she's going down these alleyways, super sketchy. She rounds a corner and sees five or six Aemlin coming towards her, laughing, talking amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. One of them mutters, pardon, I said I, and they all sort of press against the side. And she thinks one of them has a familiar looking face. Yeah. And as she passes them, she feels a spear going through her side, which is such a shock to her that she doesn't even cry out. She tries to reach for Sidar. She gets pierced again, goes down, and she sees the face 
of the man she recognizes who says something to her, but then all goes black. Okay. Wow. What? Okay. Okay. Initial thoughts? Yeah. What you want them? I want your initial thoughts. This is connected to something or someone from the Black Tower. Interesting. Because the first thing I thought of was that whole Rand's promise to Taim. Sure. About if an Aes Sedai is killed, yep. he's holding Taim responsible. I'm coming for you. And I'm 1000% sure that there are some kind of either spies or dark friends or okay something so let me clarify so you do not think these are aiel no they're aiel okay but aiel dark friends perhaps sent from the black tower you have like a bunch of different no, okay conspiracy no, no, no. theories going on here uh, yes that's true i definitely <laughs> like all have of these that. can't be there <laughs> yes, they, they can't can all be. be right yes they can be okay so we know that there are dark friend aiel sure yes we know around. that that's true we know that there are probably dark friends in the black tower okay or like those students statistically statistically okay and then we also know that there are for sure spies in that black tower area as well okay and so with the whole ran threatening taim thing about if an Aes Sedai dies taim's held responsible yeah if somebody were to have overheard that or caught wind of that or know anything about that if they want taim out yeah then they're gonna send for an Aes Sedai to go down in Camelin. okay however this was not a murder attempt no, it was a message. It was that, a I know, message. I know. So, I'm telling okay. you, initial. Okay, initial, initial thoughts. Initial. Okay. We'll break it down. Okay, let's get to. I'm let's get further. Not completely. Yeah. Over that, but okay. I think the message of the I said I being hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's convoluted. It is okay. Let's anyway. That was let's my come initial, back. Let's come back. To, I like that. Thoughts. I like that. Okay. Okay, so now we're gonna jump back to Perrin because he's now alone with Fayil. They've left the meeting with her and her parents. And the odd serving woman, Sulin, is there waiting for him to take them to their room. Yes. And she's terrible. She's terrible. (laughs) I like that she's like pointing stuff out to them that doesn't need to be explained. She's explaining like the bathtubs to them of how baths work and hot water and things. And they're like, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we get that. You can leave now. Yeah. He sends her away and gives her a gold coin. Which is a bad idea. she hates. Yeah. And this is where actually Fayil says, I suppose whoever trains the servants doesn't know her job. Yeah. And like a gold crown for a servant is like huge. Yeah. But she hates it because it's, yeah. you know. Exactly. Okay. okay. So now that they're alone, Fayil asks Perrin to undo her dress and his big sausage fingers are super <laughs> bad at that. It's so funny because as he's breaking them off, he's like shoving them into his pockets. <laughs> It's really funny. Hopefully she won't notice. One time I didn't notice I lost a button on my jacket until Fayil pointed it out. Yeah. It's just and it's like, like it's you like, know who pointed out the buttons were missing? them off. <laughs> it was Fayil. She'll notice her buttons are missing. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's not asking you to undo her dress because she's hoping you don't break the buttons. Yeah. Let's be real about this situation. <laughs> she knows it's going to break. She's going to distract you with, uh, yeah. Her body under the dress. There you go. Yes. yes. Yeah. So Parent asks Fayil if she actually meant any of the nonsense she told her mother and feels like, what? You haven't tamed me to properly perch on your wrist? 
And he's like, no. No, <laughs> not even a little bit. So. Yeah, Perrin wants to change the subject. And he says, what's the broken crown? Yeah, and she changes the subject oh, pretty yeah, fast. Oh, yeah, we don't so. learn about it. No, we don't. We don't know that one. It sounds to me like an inn. Okay. It sounded like some sort of... Like a pub. A, yeah. <laughs> quite honestly. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to open a pub called the Broken Crown? Totally. Absolutely. All yep. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's the vibe I got. But that's it. You don't think it has something to do with like Saldea? And because they're like nobles? It's possible. Probably that. Yeah, but maybe. it was mentioned <laughs> along... With the fact that he has other estates in the yeah. countryside. Well, that's what I'm and saying. And I was like, oh, maybe he has an, a very profitable inn oh. called the Broken <laughs> Crown. I was going to be like, no, it's probably like his. he's the Marshal General of Saldea. That's Saldea's. probably where my mind went because it's a title. the inn, the Aes Sedai are called the Crown of Roses. Yeah, no, and I And it was like that. the Broken Crown. It would be like, capitalized if it was an inn or I a pub. I thought it was. It's not. Oh, it's lowercase. Whatever. Come I don't on. even care. Gotta pay attention I to that. I like my version of what I I read. do too. I think that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> Diver Bashir sidelines as a bartender at his very profitable no. pub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it man. was such okay. a scandal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... Fael wants to talk about something different, and she says Rand has gone from the palace, and she knows this because Bane and she had taught her sign language. Yeah. And the other maidens should not know that she knows this. Yeah. So she's also high, like, she's changing the subject. She didn't just find this out. She must have found this out at some point on their, you know, trip to the room or whatever. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. It's more of the whole Files trying to get Perrin to play defense on... And spy on Rand. Yeah, and spy on Rand. And he's like, that's, and that's like, a no-go. No. Yeah. But yeah, because he's really against the spying thing. Fael, he, he basically makes her promise to not spy on Rand. However, she says, fine, I won't spy on Rand. On Rand. Yeah. I can spy on the maidens. And, and I, can I can get other people to spy on Rand. And other people can spy on Rand and report to me. Yeah. There's so many ways around this. And, and it's very like, important we do that. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's but do it. But he is very distracted well, no, and doesn't pick up on that. Not so. just let's do it. Let's make babies. Oh, yeah. Because we need to make like we need six at babies. Least six minimum. Yes. And then there's some advice on how to make I'm sure that certain ones are male or female. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which parent is over yeah he doesn't care doesn't even matter yeah so now perspective change yeah to demira okay this she wakes is, up this is important she's surprised to find herself alive i'm surprised to find herself alive yeah here we are she's in a room at the crown of roses yes and her warder steven is here and not Stephen. Not Stephen. Not Stephen. Steven. Steven, of course. Yeah. And so is Marana. The leader. And someone else. Berenicia the Yellow. Berenicia. Yes. Okay. Those are the key people here. And she's just like, how? Yeah, I thought that's for a big sure question. I was going to die. Turns out some man came into the common room claiming he wanted a drink, and then he started saying very loudly that he had seen Aiel following an Aes Sedai, and the man said the Aiel were saying they were going to kill her, and as soon as he spoke, Stevan felt the attack, yes. grabbed the yellow, and went running. Yes, so this was a setup. And that's the conclusion that the Aes Sedai here come Sounds to. Sounds very dark friendy, though, well, in well, my he, opinion. Here's the thing. It was a setup. 
and there's a bunch of things that are off about the Aiel that stabbed her. So, number one, when they say pardon Aes Sedai, I've never seen Aiel say pardon no. to an Aes Sedai. I have an I, I One ha- of them is short. Yeah. And then also, if they're going to do violence, even if they are dark friends, we have, by evidence of a dark friend, they will veil themselves if they do violence. Okay. You are making some really good points because I have another thing to say yeah. with when we learn what, what the, the guy what said. What the guy says. Uh-huh. Which That's is also my tip very off. important. That's my tip off. There's a whole bunch of things that are wrong about this. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, they discussed the fact that it was a setup because like literally nobody comes into the inn where there's a bunch of ice and ice staying. Or a drink. But they unfortunately didn't like stop this guy from leaving because it was a very spur of the moment thing. Yeah. And that's when Demira adds to the story because she remembers what she the man said. She remembers what the man said. Yes. He said, tell the witches to stay away from the Dragon Reborn. Okay. You know what faction of people call Aes Sedai witches? I know. Do you know? Yeah, I know. Who? It's the White Cloaks. Okay. It's the White Cloaks. Well, And we already yeah. have the White Cloaks kind of meddling around. We do. We don't know. Well, I don't know anything. <laughs> we also don't know which faction of White Cloaks. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. The, there's like Fane. Fane White, White Cloaks. There's Pedro Nile White Cloaks. And then Questioner. There's Questioners White, White Cloaks. So, and that's the other thing is like the Aeol. Don't call Rand the Dragon Reborn. No, they They don't. call him the Karakarn. Yeah, okay. They never refer to okay. him as the Dragon Reborn. So I definitely didn't pick up that these aren't Aeol. Okay. That wasn't something I picked up. It makes so yeah. much sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did pick up on the witches thing, and I did think that it was maybe like a dark friend type plot. Sure. So I thought maybe it was like a white cloak orchestrated dark friend thing and it could be it was be. like so complicated we know that there's dark friend white clothes. i have to say i actually have no real clue <laughs> what's actually happening here okay this conversation makes it a little more clear yeah yeah, yeah i didn't know they weren't actually Aiel. okay so that's like the major tip off is like yeah. they don't veil themselves yeah one is short she recognizes him yeah like they they say a bunch of things that Aiel would never say they just don't do it even if they were going to go and, like, murder, assassinate, and Aes Sedai in an alleyway. Yeah, which they wouldn't do. Which is also really bad, because now, we, if we're going to oh, go with the fact... this is all terrible, because the Aes Sedai here literally believe that the Dragon Reborn set this up. Well, because they're like, oh, it was Aiel who attacked us, and there's only one man who orders Aiel, because they're clearly under instructions Tell to Tell the witches so. to stay away from the Dragon Reborn, and this yeah. is clearly a message, and now they're all pissed at Rand. Yeah. Which is like, fuck. So, and Rand clearly hasn't ordered this. No. But it is really funny because if you remember back in chapter 27 of this book, I Rand do. I remember said, everything that was written in chapter 27. I, point, I off pointed the top it out specific. Head. I pointed it out specifically to you in chapter 27 because Rand says to the Kyrianan Tower Embassy, it might not be safe. I would not like one of you to take a spear yeah, through your ribs by accident. Yeah, yeah. I the do different, remember that. I didn't know when faction. the fuck it was, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was the Kyrian one, so it's like different, but it's so funny because now we get one who takes a couple of spears through the ribs. Yikes! Yikes! Okay, so it's gonna get bad because now Rand apparently is being blamed is for this. Gonna pay. And well, if we're gonna if we're gonna go with the fact that these aren't act, they're just like people dressed as Aiel to do this attack, like that is pretty sneaky, 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 sneaky. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
Is it sneakier than hiding on a rooftop with a crossbow? Yes. I would say yes. Mm. Because they're like wearing their white cloaks and like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were doing that. <laughs> yeah. And th- those were Fane's white cloaks at that time. And then Fane was like, it was a test to see what we could do. Well, see, I have no idea what's actually true and what's going on and what's not. But whatever we're saying, not actual Aiel. Not actual Aiel. Okay. Still percent chance related to something that someone heard brand okay. say okay related to taking out taim yeah i was just gonna say that because it's like if they want to that's the initial thing that like where my mind went but if they want to take out taim then they would make sure they killed her not like send a message to you know tell the witches i agree that. with that so it doesn't quite hold up but no it doesn't at who all. is actually posing when i thought as... she was dead though yeah yeah and then when i thought this was really aiel my mind did spiral, and I was like, ooh, Aiel killed Osmodian. Nice. Because I was like... Who killed that ooh, guy? if Aiel are just, yeah. like, wandering around murdering people, then easy. Yeah, but And lots would... of Aiel are around who Asmodian would know and say, you? I don't know. Uh, that's the question. That's the murder mystery. But then, yeah, no, never mind about that. <laughs> Not that, okay. Not that anymore. Okay. So anyways, we get a little bit more politics here and the hierarchy stuff that I want to point out. Ugh, I don't care. No, we got to talk about it real quick, though, because then we're done. So Mara- <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get through this. So Marana, the leader of the embassy, is agreeing with the Mira about what they got to do with Rand because they have to show Rand that he can't treat Aes Sedai like this. But they also can't approach him too aggressively because then they're going to ruin all their plans because they still have a mission with the embassy here. So they talk about how if they accuse Rand openly of the He'll attack, just deny he's going to say, I didn't do it, and they don't have any actual proof, so it's not going to help. So then they come up with a plan like, hey, maybe it's better to say nothing and then let Rand sweat it out for a couple of days because if he did, did order it, that he'd be waiting to hear back about like what went on. So at this point is when Varen comes into oh, the room. Oh, she shows up and takes over. This is this is actually pretty huge because we talked a lot about this last chapters with Tyler because Varen comes in and she says, Rand has to respect the Aes Sedai or we can't work with him. And she says to Demira that since you were the target, you should get to decide how Rand is going to be taught the lesson. And, and then, then when, yeah, Marana yeah. tries to speak up. I did pick up on this. Yeah, she tries to, but Varen shuts, shuts her down. Shuts her down. And, and then this tells is like Demira. the first time like very openly. Yeah. Miranda's been deferring to Varen for like a lot of little things, but now it's a very open and blatant and in front of other people, Varen saying, no, Miranda, you shut it. You let Demira talk. Yeah. So it's a huge power move that she's really taking the authority over. And that's why we have Demira thinking like, hey, maybe Miranda, the leader of the embassy, is going to basically resign her position and give it to Varen now. Yeah. So. But Marana's in this position for the same reason that that other Grey and Kyrian is the leader because as a Grey, yeah. no matter what your status or hierarchy among the Aes Sedai, you have the skills of like negotiation. But you are put in charge by your Amarlin seat, yeah. more or less, right? Because and we also had the whole like Galena is also should have no, been. No, but I'm talking about this one. But this like, one, yeah. But that's the thing is Varen's not even part of this embassy, no. so technically and shouldn't. And she's like this brown who isn't skilled in negotiation whatsoever. But Varen's moving on in, <laughs> which like it doesn't even make sense that she's taking over. Well, we'll see what actually happens because we we Another get it from notch for sketchy Varen. 
Well, she hasn't technically taken over. Demira thinks that Varen might take over now. It's a little uh, pushy for you, little brown Varen. Do you think that Varen is going to take over the embassy? Yeah, she already has. No, she hasn't. She hasn't but... technically, officially, no. She she's, has not. She's, she's moving in, and it's just showing me that I can't trust her. Okay. Yeah, she's sketchy. Okay. You know so when I thought she... she was a black Asia in, like, book two? Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. Because you're thinking. like, yeah, hey, what about you? Hey, what about you? Yeah. <laughs> now this we're one, on to her, her still Somebody and lied. Anaya, so, okay. Somebody lied. Okay. Somebody lied what they thought was the truth and... Nailing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so are you saying that if Varen doesn't take over the embassy, that then she's trustworthy? No. Okay. You just think this she's... This is just a strike against her. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes she builds up trust and this is her being like oh this is a little too forward for like spacey ink on her nose varin do you think that maybe she's trying to protect rand a little bit because these i said i are getting really worked I think up if anything about... she's trying to protect alana who's connected to rand alana has nothing to do with this though. no i know but that's who she has an allegiance to we talked about that last time she also has an allegiance to rand because she knows that he's the dragon reborn and these i said i here in this embassy are getting really all like huffy about teaching rand a lesson mm. because we had berenice i think it was saying oh we gotta go and show him who's boss right right so maybe it's very playing dealing with yeah so maybe it's very playing some actual defense and being like no maybe like everyone calm the hell down Demira maybe but i think she could do that in a little bit of a smarter way than that's that's true stepping on the toes of the so-called leader of this embassy that's very true too, anyways so. yes. if you're trying to tell me that i said i don't know exactly what they're doing when it comes to like status and hierarchy yeah then i don't believe you i'm not because saying they that. all they come she completely knows exactly what she's doing yeah. right now so the actual plan they come up with is that nobody's going to go to the palace today, uh, maybe without any explanation at all. And then we're also going to probably just like let them sit on it for a couple of days and let them stew and then watch Min to see when he's getting to like a boiling point and antsy. And then they're going to do something to teach him a lesson. All right. Let's see how this works out for everybody. It's going to go great. Can't wait. Yeah. Ramping up to the end. Yes. I think we're like 10 chapters away. Yeah. So. Very cool. And our next episode is number 200, which is very exciting. Yeah, like 200. Like official. Official okay. podcast episodes. No bonus episodes. or Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we did the math right on that. I think I did. I just counted the episodes in each season. Okay. All right. That, That's what we're at. Checks out. So, hey. 200. It's pretty crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Line up 200 shots. We'll do 200 shots for a 200th episode. Can't wait. It's fantastic. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before you convince your in-laws that you really should be allowed to stay married to your wife, I'm going to say that this is part of the pattern now. Yeah, it's part of the pattern. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. The Wheel Weaves is hosted by Danny and Brett, edited by Danny, produced by Danny and Brett, with Essen, Passion Socks, Mozyme, Moltude, Benjamin, Michelle O'Brien, Jamie Young, Cody Fouts, Megan Smiley, Jonathan Reese, Kaz, Vince Lewick, and Margaret, with music by Audionautics. 
If you are interested in supporting us and the podcast and also getting some really cool exclusive merch and access to early episodes and bonus episodes, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash the wheel weaves podcast. For general information about our show and us, like how to send us shot glasses, how to join our Discord, how to get in touch with us, things like that, for all things The Wheel Weaves, you can go to thewheelweavespodcast.com. Please be sure to give us that five-star review because it really does make a huge difference. And tell a friend about us because referrals really are the best compliment. Thanks again for listening because this really is part of the pattern now.